Could have been worse, Squeezer. A lot worse. It could, could have been a lot, uh, lot worse. Uh, using references already. I dropped when I got home. Enchantress was just getting to sleep, and um, gee, we have we're having an issue with our washing machine leaking water. It's one of those front loaders. Ugh, oh worse. yeah. Oh god. You get all the gunk and shit in yeah, there too. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Don't don't look deeper than you think you should. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, you know, I had to drop a John Arnold line on her. Hmm. Wait, in a watch relating to a washing machine. Yes. Hmm. Hang on. Uh. Is it? I hate this hacking crap. <laughs> no, I said item 151 on today's glitch list. Ah. Oh. And she's like, yeah. what are the rest? And I'm like, well, yes. <laughs> I was like, we got all the problems of a major theme park and a major zoo, and we're not even up yet. Dennis, our lives are in your hands, and you have butterfingers? <laughs> <laughs> I did that all for her. And she's, she's still here. She didn't pack her stuff up and yeah. go to a hotel. And next thing you know, you're recreating the entire film, you know, shot by shot. Yeah, yeah. I did it. I did it the other day. Yeah. I just started going down that rabbit hole. We are. Uh, I also I was playing uh, Nintendo. Uh, the, not I wasn't playing, but the video I was playing to start the show was the NES Jurassic Park game, and cool. I, I took I take no umbrage with uh, you know child molesters or anything in the game. It's just uh, you know it's a fun game. I liked it as a kid. Izzy, do if not you chew weren't my headphone cable. Izzy's on my lap. Listening last week, he's referring yeah, if to you're listening a musician last that had a game. Yeah, Michael Jackson. <laughs> hey, Izzy, will you knock it off? You're not. You're getting off the lap. You are getting off the lap. Bad girl. Uh, so right away, Izzy just. She had to start biting at my uh, headphone cable. Hmm. I need to crack it's, open it's, the three it's... beer mug. Low voltage. I, I I was completely out, so I had to stop at the sheets on the way and get myself a Heineken pounder to get through the show. So. Uh, Not to get through the show like it's painful to get through, but, you know, I, I, I'm i a shy boy. You know, a little liquid courage doesn't hurt. Heineken pounder. Yeah. Nice. Well, now that uh, you're... Pound and a halfer. Now that you're counting all the beers and calories, do you just not keep some in stock to, you know, prevent temptation? Um, no, it was just uh, like one of me those who weekends, keeps a stockpile. So... Oh, uh, Mean Gene. Hi. Uh, you know, no, I notice I, I I save a quite a bit of money now without the, you know, six or seven a night. That goes a long way. Also, six or seven a night also goes a long way, Squeezer. <laughs> What's that? 
Yeah, but drinking six or seven beers a night also goes a long way, is what I'm saying. It it, it, it does. It does. But you know what? Uh, you could have your pounder. I'm filling my mug with three right now. You 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 go enjoy that. Ah, it gets too warm for me. I can't do that. Oh, it's still cold by the time I finish. I'll be I'll be well, finished by the time we start talking about our picks. Oh yeah, I know, I know. I have what some people like to call a little bit of a drinking problem. Yeah. No, 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 no one calls it a little problem. <laughs> so we're celebrating. I got fucking Izzy hair all over me. God damn it. It's my nose and shit. We're celebrating Jurassic Park because tomorrow we're to seeing Jurassic World Dominion. And I was thinking when you sent me your screenshot, you got your tickets. I'm like, I am I'm officially keeping you in, in the pop culture game. Like, I, I think you're like. I don't need to worry about when movies come out because RK will tell me he got the tickets. It's shame me. I'll go get my tickets and then I'll see it. I mean, I was gonna go. <laughs> it's just a matter of when, and I have I have a very. I think you have narrow... that that FOMO that you don't want the next day for me to be like, "Did you see it?" Well, I don't feel like, like I did avoiding you with, you, with and the boys. I hate having to avoid the internet. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. So. No, I mean, I, 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 you know, it would have been like sometime over the weekend. I'm like, oh, I can still go Thursday night. There's a late. There is show. no fucking excuse for you to not go Thursday night. No, I have my tickets. That's why. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, unless they didn't have a showing late enough for me, which is why I have to go to movie tavern, which sucks. Yeah, we're but. going to. Uh, we're going to. Uh, pardon me. I don't uh, like to see. Yeah, I like to I'd see. rather go to Tillman. Yeah, but the last show is at seven thirty. That's not going to work for me. Oh, so. we're seeing. I guess it's close to the last show. Ours is. Uh, I think ours is. Well, I have no fucking clue when ours is. I know huh. Enchantress got the tickets. She's a huge also Jurassic Park fan. She loves don real live dinosaurs. Kids love cowboys. That's what he said about Mr. DNA in the trailer that didn't make the movie. Little tidbit for you. Nice. Um, we got some nice comments. Ish is in here. Oh, he, Ish wrote a nice YouTube uh, comment. If you like the show, you go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. Then hit the bell. You get notified whenever we decide to do this shit live, or I I record a random video and upload it. You'll get notified, but so probably never. Uh, Ish says, "RK and Squeeze are spinning the hits of decades past. Listen to the top memories of your youth in this week's podcast." Ponder at the conundrum of returning to Pooh Corner. <laughs> Rock on with the original version of Layla. Chortle at the Ikea jokes. We, oh, yeah, I did make an Ikea joke. Uh, remember, Radsters, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the... Uh, remember, Radsters, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Or the hoagies. Or cheese. Or Sunny D energy drink. Which, yes, um... Thank you, Ish. You're a sweet boy. I brought up the... I have a can here in front of me, an empty can. Rise Fuel. And I, this is not a paid sponsorship. I don't even know. They don't even... I, I mean, they have like 10,000 followers. I don't think they could afford to reach out to me. Uh, they have a Sunny D flavored energy drink. And it's quite delicious. It's uh, very good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very refreshing. Not too... It's not like... There's not too much caffeine or too many chemicals that make you feel like your skin's trying to rip off your body. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I didn't get any tremors. There's no cringing. 
Looking at you, Rain. Yeah, Rain's. I can't. I can't finish a can of Rain. It's. It's yeah. like the first sip is like okay, and the second is like eh, and the third is like oh. <laughs> it's also very sweet. Yeah, there's no. And by the sugar time you're in crushing the second one, like back to back, you just yeah, your tongue's numb and puffy. It does. Yeah, I prefer tummy, your tummy starts to get right. you know a little iffy. I prefer Monster, just regular old Monster Energy, the ultra sugar-free versions. I'll drink most, mo- pretty much any one of those bastards. Yeah. Buy one of the ultra flavors: the white, the red, the watermelon, the gold, the orange, the green, <laughs> the peach one. There's a million of those fucking flavors. I like the watermelon right now. I, I just stopped drinking the green because it stopped tasting like anything because I was buying it by the case. Right. Uh, I like the green, but I've been I've been indulging in the peach. They have like a 12-ounce can at Sheets. Mm-hmm. So if I need a boost, and they're, they've been sold out of Pepsi Zero Sugar, which has actually, you know, there's more caffeine in a 20-ounce bottle of Pepsi Zero Sugar than a 12-ounce Monster? Well, it's almost double the size. Almost. <laughs> some slight monsterism, yes. <laughs> the Rising Sisters flavor, some slight monsterism. Slight. Did you try it, Ish? I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, but it's like I want that level of caffeine in the afternoon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I just have a steady drip, and at some point... I only have uh, one uh, full... Big guy in the morning, mm-hmm. so roughly two hundred. Sometimes the rock star two hundred fifty milligrams caffeine. That's that's my morning, and then by the oh. late afternoon, I'll either have a Pepsi Zero Sugar, or I've been getting those twelve ounce cans of Monster, which are yeah a nice just teensy pick me up. Yeah, mind you, I'm still drinking coffee the entire time. While I'm yeah, I don't this. touch the stuff. Oh, you're missing out. Well, except the shit we have at work here. It's terrible. Yeah. But it gets the job done. I like the smell of coffee. Like like if you go into like like that you know, when you're at downtown fair and you go into that coffee grinder. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it smells it's fantastic. Lovely. Yeah. So you're a fan of my coffee breath then too. No, no. Coffee yeah. breath is absolutely disgusting. But I never smelt it on you. Really? No. I think it's because it's not so much my breath as it is just permeating my body. You don't get that close to me. <laughs> Hmm. Try. <laughs> uh, but a certain fat moron that used to run the operation, he used to have the yeah. worst coffee breath on the planet. Oh, God, oh, yeah. oh. Well, that's because he was like close to you. He'd like to get in your face, too. So Yeah. Um, but uh, do you like, uh, speaking of things you might like, do mm-hmm. you like uh, the the header for the YouTube? I figured you'd like oh. that. Yes. Yes, I do. I picture... Apparently that was his call. There's a yeah, there's a whole video on it. I didn't watch it, but um he it's iconic, sexy Malcolm. I have yeah. a pop of it. Mm-hmm. I I pre ordered a figure that doesn't come out till September and I have a little keychain uh like Funko figure of it. And there's a pin too now, I don't have yet, but Sexy Malcolm, and you see, I think Sexy Malcolm would be holding up Squeezer Popsicle, don't you? 
Oh, I, I would like to have him take a little bite out of me, but... You like that Photoshop work there? <laughs> yeah. It's, it actually put a lot of effort. You didn't have to have, like, it under the thumb. Like yeah, that, that was a lot of effort right there. Hmm. I mean, I'm not saying you didn't, but I'm saying it's well, well done. It's good use of that uh, Adobe uh, subscription. Photoshop, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't do like the kids do and do it in... Uh... Uh, Snapchat, it's too hard. You, you don't have the precision. No, no. That's why Jake, he's got Adobe. He could, he could put in the work and learn how to do it, but no, no. Why, why, why start now? Uh, we also got. You could also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and we got one from Hipster Garbage. <laughs> oh, That's his name, Hipster Garbage. Ooh, I um, bet you like IPAs. And he or they gave us five stars and said, pure nostalgia. One of my favorite podcasts of all time. Listening to each new episode feels like hanging out with some of your old friends. Thanks and big love to Arcane Squeezer for consistently bringing back great childhood memories and for the endless laughs. Please uh-huh. do a Rad Years meetup sometime soon and get all the Rad Maniacs together in one place. Keep up the good work, guys. We, uh, we definitely want to do that. And I've actually, I've actually, uh, on the advice of our operations manager at work, and thanks to Enchantress, Enchantress got me on this app on my iPad called Good Notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's on to something because all these videos I watch on YouTube about iPad apps, they're like, Good Notes, you have to, if you have an iPad, you have to have Good Notes. You have to have Good Notes. So I got Good Notes. And you start notebooks. And I have one on like our, our bunch of work stuff. Um, but uh, I start like now, like when I, 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 I Christy was like, you got to keep your fucking ideas organized. <laughs> so if you have too many of them, you got to keep them organized so we can get them all done. Like, all right. So I started keeping a, a notebook on, on uh, the, the promotion we're working on at work. And then I'm like, oh, this, this is helpful. So I have a rad years notebook and um, I have, I start, I just started a notebook on our, our trip, uh, our summer vacation you know, cause I have to get it planned and I figured I could start and then share it with, uh, cause you could share notebooks and then like collaborate, mm-hmm. share it with Enchantress. So she could be like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> you know, could you please fill me in on where we're going? Uh, check the notebook, honey. But, uh, I started a rad years meetup notebook to start getting my ideas down. Cause I have a bunch and, um, I actually talked to a few people about, uh, certain, uh, old malls that uh, certain Whitehall mall that may or may not be available to uh, like rent out the entire space. Well, it'd still be, it wouldn't be closed <laughs> off, but um, that like, we'd have to like then walk across the, if we wanted to drink, we'd have mm-hmm. to like walk across the parking lot to the Buffalo wild wings <laughs> But like we could do the meetup there and like do like a live show. Yeah. In the mall. Uh, I mean, no one would know the difference. Right. Just the one guy sitting in the massage chair with a blanket on his lap. (laughs) I think we'd be down closer to the entrance. Okay. Well, I mean, it's you can see to the other end. So like do a live show, you know, make sure there's I would love to try and get like maybe like a special guest at comic masters um 
Or and I know there's definitely power there because there's always an orange extension cord that runs across the floor at Christmas time to plug in the pop-up tree. Yes. It goes in the middle of the floor. And it's duct taped to the ground. Um, it's the most magical time of the year. And maybe do like a like, so I talked to the guy who owns Back to the Arcade because he advertises with us. And he said he can do something there, an event there too, depending on how many people it is. Oh. So I, it's kind of like a mall hop. Wait, advertises with us? Yeah. The bulletin board. Not the podcast. Oh, work, 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 this work. Show. work, no, work. No. Gotcha. He wouldn't work. advertise on our show for for no. his, his arcade that's in Allentown. Even though we only talk about like Allentown really <laughs> yeah. things on the show. But the meetup, I, I picture like um, Whitehall Mall live show, uh, maybe like a two day thing. I don't know how many, if we can get some more people, if we can get some, another, another podcast, another retro podcast here to do a live show. Um, maybe do like, you know, like a rad fest where we have multiple podcasts. So we do two or three shows one day and then we go to the South mall and do two or three, two, two or three shows. Not us. We do a show. Another podcast does a show. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we have a, a back to the arcade meetup, and then we could all go down to the hibachi and drink. <laughs> That's how it always ends. Yeah. So there's... and hey, and if you're there and you're lucky, there's going to be a, a flower tent sale, so you can pick something up for your mom. Right. But there's the the South Mall kills two birds with one stone. We got the Yakos in there, mm-hmm. and the, the arcade, and it's the South Mall. So yeah, Radcon is what I'm thinking ish. In two malls. Um, but I, I don't know what other podcasts, what other retro podcasts. I could think of Purple Stuff. Like, I could reach out to Jay, but I don't think Matt will leave Long Island. <laughs> Maybe Jay. To come all the way to the Lehigh Valley and. Right. I'll have my sister. Maybe, maybe I'll have my sister bring him. Um, but yeah, like, uh, it'd be cool to get some merch. That uh, uh, Dominic could sell at Kong Masters. Oh, I'm sure it's gonna be flying off the shelves. Yeah, like lemon dish. But if we if we could get like purple stuff or I don't know who else has a, a retro podcast. It's just pretty much us, right? I mean, there's there's ones that come and go. Oh, you know, we there's some friends. Um, what's his name? He's got uh, his toy podcast. Time Blaster Toys. And then... So Time Blaster Toys does his podcast. Oh, maybe... You know what? Maybe we could even convince Dan to do a geek a geek fest. Or, I don't know if that... Oh, no. I don't want him now to show us up. And like people are like, oh, that's what a podcast is supposed to sound like. He's like, it's all thought out and... Well, edited. we need some, Sounds we need nice. some, if we're bringing these people here, we need some quality content, Squeezer. Oh, yeah, we're just the MCs. We just, right, we yeah. just tell, like, you know. Uh, so maybe we could get the Time Blaster Toy Cast going, and um, the Raging Robot Party Cast is another friend of ours, if if, they, if they're if they willing to come. But, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe we could get Jay and Matt. I'll have to see. We do a rad con. 
Say, listen, we'll give you closing bill too. You can headline. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We're just throwing it. We want to kind of enjoy it too. We'll be drinking. I mean, we drink when we do the show, so we'll be a Buffalo Wild Wings. What <laughs> 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 the things going on? Uh, excuse me. Can you guys keep it down? People are trying to uh, watch TV here. I don't know what you're if you're doing your little show. That's nice, but uh, yeah. If, actually, if you just want to go out to the park, you know, there's an abandoned mall across the parking lot. If you want to go in there and. Oh no, we're not going to be doing the show from Buffalo Wild Wings. No, yeah, I know that. ish. Start but your, if you want to start a goddamn podcast already, what the fuck ish? Come on, we need we need content. We need to put you on the bill. I can't make a poster with just our podcast. We need to fill it out ish. So, start your show, make up a cool name, get a logo, get a couple episodes on, and we'll be like, uh, the Ishmael Hernandez show. Right? Uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, it could be the... There's a there's a Jurassic Park podcast, yeah. too, that this is like all Jurassic Park. I don't know. I'll look into it, but I think a Radcon... A Radcon would be pretty fun, huh? Yeah. Oh, and, and there's a, an adorable pet store. Lots of bunnies and puppies. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um... And I bought my hamsters there. <laughs> Uh, yes, the pet store is there. You'll hear barking and whatnot in the background <laughs> while we're doing the And it smells like urine. It smells like animal piss, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and the rest of them all smells like human piss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a <clears throat> bunch of moms coming out of coals. Yeah. What are these? <sighs> Why are these young men swearing? <laughs> Fuck you, Karen. <laughs> Go take your Coles no, cash somewhere else. Yeah. You're not welcome. That was here. my clover. <laughs> right. My head was stuck in that fucking door, lady. You can't tell me what to do. So, like, we're a two day Radcon in like late, well, maybe like mid to late October. I don't know. When's a good time to have Radcon? Do you want to do it when it's warm in summer? Do we want to do it next summer? Do we want to do it? Because our summer's already gone, Squeezer. It's yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, it's planned out and finished. Summer's summer's here um, and g- came and gone. Okay, yeah, yeah. That kind of broke. You sent me that, and I'm like, oh god. And it really just showed you how short summer is, and everything is already planned out. And now it's just a matter of completing it, so we can move on to football season. Right. We can do uh, October though. We can figure October out and we can do like a Halloween thing, and uh, maybe like. It, uh, sat- Saturday we do Radcon, and um, everyone comes, joins the podcast. We go, we go to Buffalo Wild Wings. We get hammered. We have a few drinks, and then we all go to Dorney Park Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, you know if we do it late enough too, we can we tie it in with my anniversary. Until <laughs> two birds with one stone. Miss Squeezer would love it. <coughs> Hold on, <coughs> I might have to tear up your vacation request, Squeezer. Oh. It's my anniversary. I didn't put one in. <laughs> you put one in. For what? Your anniversary. I did? Yes. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. It was uh, October, right? And I was like, what? October? That's far away. And you said your anniversary. Are you losing uh, your mind? I don't think so. No, uh, you did. Tear that out. I didn't. Or you, to- you, text- you texted me the dates, I think, maybe. Uh, I don't think so. There's nothing on the books. We don't have anything planned. 
for going camping in July. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Oh, you know what? It was Jake. It was Jake. He's got the same month anniversary, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. probably. Yeah, no. I'm. We're married going on... It's nine years with two kids. We're not doing anything. If we're lucky, we might see each other in passing. If she's lucky, she might get a ticket to Radcon. <laughs> I know. Bring the kids. Honey... What are we doing for our anniversary? Uh, my mom's going to watch the girls. We got big plans. Why are we going to the Whitehall Mall? <laughs> like Ryan Why aren't we going to the Whitehall Mall? Rented the Whitehall Mall out. <laughs> and, then, and then I get to tell her, we go through and I get to tell her all the things that used to be that she has no idea because she's not from the area anyway, so she mm. doesn't care. Oh, that's, uh, that's Enchantress too, <laughs> who's <laughs> not from the area. <laughs> Uh, lived here for like a year in 2001 and was like, nope, moved to Los Angeles for 12 years and mm -hmm. moved back and unfortunately got saddled with me. And I would drive, leave drive down 7th Street and I'm like, that was that. That and She nods her head and acts like she's interested. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I know, your old store is so great. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb, dumbass. But yeah, Radcon would be fun. So this is what I'm thinking. We do October, we do Saturday Whitehall Mall. Mm -hmm. Like let's say we get three three podcasts to do the show, and we we do our show and we do two others, and that's that could fill six hours. We well let's hold this out to an hour every live show an hour a solid hour, so three hours we don't want to kill our whole day. Well, like for uh, fifty five minutes, you know you need that buffer in between time. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we can do like a meetup at, at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, or I could rent a bus like Kramer and do like the, the, the tour of up and down MacArthur Road. And if we go early enough in the day, we can go to Rascals and get cheesesteaks. Oh, yeah, the Home Depot. The Home yeah. Depot down the street and go to the Rascals. And oh, get... oh, there's a line of people. The bus just pulls up the Home Depot and everyone's just walking out <laughs> the little place and... Oh, they would love it. I mean, we, I told when uh, Eric from Texas was here a few weeks ago, he was like, what do I need? I'm like, dude, you need uh, – he's like, I need Yakos. I'm like, dude, you need Primo hoagies. Your, his hotel was right behind Primo. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you mm -hmm. need Primo. And he went and got it twice. He got the squeezer sandwich, which is – go ahead and tell him. Uh, uh, the uh, Salmona, which is Capicola, mozzarella, and pepper shooters. Uh-huh. And, and he ate the whole thing in one sitting, which I don't even do. Yeah. yeah he that was, just bogs you down. He was hurting. Yeah. And then the next night, he got the RK, which is the turkey breast and Cooper cheese. Spicy mustard, lettuce, pepper. Oh, yeah. We could take you to Sheets and Wawa's. Ish. Yeah, we we can take all of our favorite gas stations. <laughs> take you to the Texaco where it all began, which is now yeah. Exxon. Oh, the full tour, the full tour, yeah. So that's Saturdays, and then we go to Saturday night. We all go to Halloween Horror Nights and ride roller coasters together and have fun and see see the the haunted. You will squeeze. You could sit outside while we go through the haunted houses. Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> oh, if we if we get a bus and everyone's on it, we go to a little Caesars. Everyone gets a pizza and then <laughs> do the, the hot and ready or, challenge. For, that we have to. We have to. It's a head to head hot and ready challenge <laughs> from the White Hall to the South Mall. No, well, no, the South Mall is Sunday Squeezer. Oh, well, yeah, it's overnight. Overnight bus ride. No, we're not. We're not making I, him sleep I, I on the bus. I assume we're all going to stay together for 
36 hours. <laughs> We're going to camp in your yard. Sure. I know. We, we get a hotel with a rate and let everyone book a, go- a hotel. And uh, hopefully hopefully one with an Outback Steakhouse in the parking uh, lot. I was going to suggest the Allenwood. <laughs> is that, I know. Where is that? Uh, is that the one off? That, that's like kind of behind me, behind Kmart, right? Yeah, you have to go back behind the old abandoned Kmart. And, and there's a, it's a dead end. The woods. There's only one there's way in and one way out. Off the highway, we there's only um, <laughs> we we filmed we filmed numerous episodes of Forensic Files there because it's like a seedy abandoned hotel, and uh, they were always that's good right to us. for Forensic but, Files. But yeah, um, there was always a guest there that would get really uncomfortable and get in there like shady unmarked van and drive off right i'm pretty sure we interrupted a state senator doing some shenanigans at one point too yeah well yeah it looked like it like it, it was definitely definitely shenanigans going on shenanigans well we, i'm sure we could find a nicer place to get a, a discounted rate at. i don't know what you're talking about eh. what's nicer it's nice and wooded <laughs> It's really shady over there. You see yeah. it out 22. It's like, fuck, how do yeah, you get they back They cut there? all the trees down and their business dropped. The trees grew back in and business skyrocketed again. <laughs> uh, Radcon. So that's day one. Day two, we uh, wake up and we'll, we'll have like a list of various diners in the area. You got to hit if you want breakfast, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Then um, we meet at uh, the South Mall for Radcon Day 2, three more shows. And then we go to back to the arcade for, for some arcade games. And then if anyone wants a drink, we go to the Hibachi, which is great. Yeah. Uh, there's a Taco Bell Pizza Hut in the parking lot, too. That's, that's really, mm-hmm. really clutch. And Yakos is there, too, if anyone wants Yakos. You need to get some dogs and pierogies in between shows. The Yakos is right there. Yeah, the ballroom-ish is is fine to get a deal on that. But do you want to do Radcon in a ballroom of a hotel? Or do you want to do Radcon in seedy dead malls? That's the question. I think the answer is apparent. Seedy dead malls. Mm-hmm. And then Radcon's uh, Radcon's over. We uh, we do three shows at uh, Whitehall Mall, three shows at South Mall. People see the sad, depressing stuff that we just hold you and I on, on, uh, on two microphones <laughs> and a karaoke machine, just talking to ourselves. I'm sure we could convince Joel to set up his PA. Mm. All right, you and I. And a guy with a board mixing two lonely guys talking to themselves over a PA. I bet I bet we could get a, a good amount of people here. Like I'm thinking twenty people. Oh well. Yeah. Better have microphones then. <laughs> I was just gonna do the whole show through my bullhorn. 
Yeah, that, that way when Lunch Lady appears, I don't have to, like, change anything. Oh, like, God. I'm like, hey, uh, welcome to the, hey, everybody, welcome to the Rad Years <laughs> Podcast. I'm RK. And you'd be like, what if she's actually there? And I'm Squeezer. And I'd be like, and I'm the Lunch Lady. Hello, everybody. I am and here. And it's a huge pop. Everyone's like, oh, it's the Lunch Lady. I was walking the mall in my uh, white sneakers. They're kids. I bought them at Clover 30 years ago. No? I'm holding for applause. <laughs> Where's the crowd pop? Where's the Legend of Doom pop for the lunch lady? The road the warrior pop. Legend. All right, well, I gotta go. You guys are dead. <laughs> Redo that Nickelodeon beach show one of the days. What's that? Nickelodeon Beach Show? Squeezer? Mm. Do we know what Ish is talking about? I could Google it, but you're already on that. Nick Nickelodeon's a tough one to spell. Nickelodeon Paradise Run? Summer Beach House? I don't know any of these things. <laughs> I guess we'll have to let us in. Well, uh, let us know. But yeah, that's uh, Radcon's a possibility. We uh, killed a lot of time. Oh, Squeezer, I was driving, yeah. driving today, mm-hmm. and I was listening to Apple Music as I do, mm-hmm. and uh, I listened to a playlist called uh, Alt Control, which is uh, updated every day by Apple and it's their alt playlist. Um and what comes on squeezer? Running up that hill by Kate Bush. I was like what no the shit. fuck? Oh. So I looked on the it's on the, it's like number 3 in the US chart, number 1 in the England chart, number 2 in the world chart. Like fuck, good job Kate Bush. Yeah. Like goddamn the fucking power of Stranger Things. The power of the Vecna. It's, uh... It's big. I watched, by the way, quickly, we gotta get to the meat and bones of the show, <laughs> but I watched uh, Obi-Wan, and I I liked it. I I thought it was good so far. I watched three episodes. What'd you think, Squeezer? Eh. I, I, could, I could take it or leave it. Like, it... it, it the score really is fantastic. Me. Jesus Christ. It's really good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But dude, you know, I, I I'm pick and choose when I want to be picky on things, and I decided this is going to be one. And you you told me you liked it, and then you talked to Jason, and all of a sudden you hate it. Oh no, not necessarily. He asked me what I thought, and I kind of just went off on it. And now I can't unsee all the problems that I have with it. Mm, see, it's, when it's I talked to it's you, very simple blocking. You told me very, you liked it. What's that? You told me you liked it. I no, I never said I liked it. I said it was it was fine. I liked it. I'm I gonna believe, go. I I'm that gonna was go my on. word. I believe I said it was fine. It's better than so far Book of Boba Fett. That is true. That is true. And uh, the, I watched the first three episodes of The Boys. Fucking awesome. Boys season three, darker than ever. Wonderful. Yeah. Squeezer thought termite entered. The back hall, I was like, no, 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 no. no, Look, no I, the, well, I was, I was washing dishes. Look again, sir. I thought I, he was I gonna missed... go in there too, 
and he said, I'm coming in. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's he's not going in there. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I loved it, though. It's fucking. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's the best show. On I read right that now. they had to make it appear wrinkly so as it would appear limp because you can't put an erect one on screen. Oh, for the love of God. Uh, 100% squeezer. <laughs> That's fantastic. It is, really. Right. I love how the, the rules we have are... Mm-hmm. Uh... We're talking Jurassic Park. Uh, everything Jurassic Park. And you... Oh, did you, did you hear the, uh, the other the potential uh, new series coming to Netflix? The Ghostbusters animated series? Yeah. Yes. That is the Ghostbusters Day. Oh, it's Ghostbusters Day today. We should be doing it Ghostbusters. It is Ghostbusters Day. We're doing the, but it's Ghostbusters every year. We can't do a Ghostbusters show every year. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we're doing Jurassic Park instead. Uh, yeah. Yes. Happy Ghostbusters Day. Uh, it's Ghostbusters Day for another thirteen minutes. So uh, yeah, Jason Reitman announced that they're doing an animated show. But that's all we know uh, for Netflix, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, your first pick, you go first this week. So here it oh, is. Oh, fun. Introducing the groundbreaking new Ford Explorer. Unlike its competitors, Explorer has control track, the intelligent four-wheel drive system which senses changes in the terrain and engages four-wheel drive automatically. New Ford Explorer. So intelligent, it makes the others seem like dinosaurs. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying makes to re- the re- same think like of this dinosaurs. Is a Park commercial or a Back to the Future commercial? Yeah, it sounded like Back to the Future in the score. Very much. Um, is there? And when you you think about it, movies with <laughs> iconic vehicles. I mean, I guess yeah, Back to the Future is probably number one. Uh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, and then your various Batmobiles. Yeah, I, I, and yeah, I don't, I don't put Back to the Future as number one. Uh, I put Ghostbusters, and I'd put the Anton first Batmobile and the '66 Batman Batmobile. Yeah, I think, uh-huh. I think what you're about to talk about is up there too. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm. We don't rank them one through five. You don't have to. You don't have to judge. You just, you know. You did, though, by saying. Put, put them all in your top five. You ranked uh, Back to the Future one. No, I didn't. You did. Well, I'll said, roll I said the it's got to be up there. I didn't say this is number one of all time. Well, you kind of did. Uh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, you're putting words in my mouth. We're going to listen to the tape. All right. No, you're not. <laughs> you're right. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to come down to that. <laughs> You got me there. <laughs> uh, but the the custom explorers that they used so uh, in the original Jurassic Park, and then uh, recalled back in uh, Jurassic World that they got their uh, homage. Um, were the were the explorers in, or was it just the? I I think the Jeep was. It was just the Jeep. Key, but I I thought you. I thought you saw them at one point. I don't recall. Or I know it might have been the it. other one, maybe. The Fallen Kingdom. I thought you saw one. But, um, yeah, you wanted, because, like, my dad had, Nick, well, hit a uh, Mountaineer, which is the same thing. 
But like I so wanted like my dad had a 93 Ford Explorer. No shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I was so the the ones in the movies were actually 92s cuz you know movies are filmed before they actually come out. But still, he got in an accident it's, it's and then the Johnny same. wouldn't let no. him get another Ford. He said it was uh he wrecked it. Some someone hit him and he wrecked it. <laughs> and Johnny wouldn't let him get another Ford. So that's when he had to get the Suburban. Ah. <clears throat> yeah, these were hugely popular. It was the first generation of Explorers, and it was the... It went from Bronco to Explorer. It was like like something a hillbilly would drive, and I'm not saying that in a disparaging way. No. like you, A soccer mom wouldn't get an Explorer, but then it was either you'd get a, 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 what's a Chrysler minivan. But then the Explorer came out, and that changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. And they were hugely popular, and it was the blowing up. It was like SUVs had, exist, had existed before, but this is when you started seeing them, yeah, in suburban driveways. Um, in the book, it's actually a Land Cruiser. Yeah, Toyota, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, Spielberg apparently made a deal with Ford to get the vehicles in the movie. Um, I don't know if it was, uh, uh, what's that, uh, changing hands kind of thing. Uh, Rochambeau? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, But yeah, they worked out, they got a deal, and so they used the Explorers, and they did a lot of customization to them, so... To actually make some of the scenes work too, with like T Rex and like going through the roof, uh, so they made these custom uh, big dome. They basically cut the whole roof open and put in domed sunroofs, and then uh, also were customized with a driver's seat because they were uh, self-driving vehicles. Um, but. It was 1993. They weren't really self-driving vehicles just yet, unless it was like Epcot. So they were rigged to have a driver in the back and remotely driving a vehicle from the back of the seat. And that's how it looked like Tim was just sitting there behind the wheel, but it was actually driving on its own. Mm. What I don't get is why they went through those efforts to do that, because there is a track that is there on set. And they never actually explain, because they say it's like a self-moving or a self-driving car, but Hyman mentions that it follows the track on the road. All they had to do is put like a little thingy there to pull it along. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not going to tell them how to make Jurassic Park. I'm just an idiot. But, um, yeah, so you actually had a driver in the back uh, steering... uh, driving the vehicle and they were they only went like 12 miles an hour and there were some other scenes where it was going through some narrow passages to kind of like show off look it's a self-driving vehicle but it didn't really add anything and also it would have been dangerous to have a guy like staring at the equivalent of a game boy monitor driving a vehicle with the controls from the very back and kind of unnecessary without headrests what's that with no headrests either. With no headrests, yeah. No, just lying there. Uh, I, I I got to drive a car down the hill once from the floor. It was fun because then we lit on fire. 
and they pushed me over a cliff and I just was laying on the floor with one hand on the brake and the other hand up on the steering wheel hiding and I had to just kind of keep it straight so it didn't go off the path and like into the brush. Hmm. Yeah, we, 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 that was pretty cool. I hope you got hazard pay for that. No, <laughs> no, but I got, I got the, I got to lay on the floor of a car while I got pushed over a cliff. That's pretty. That's fun. pretty cool. Yeah, paid off. Um, and you know it's got the iconic paint job. It had toys made after them. Uh, they had multiple film units. So they had uh, Explorers Zero Two, Zero Four, and Zero Five. I believe Zero Four is the one that uh, Tim and Lex were in. Uh, that got destroyed. And then also 6 and 7. And, you know, you use multiple vehicles for different things and multiple takes and whatnot. Uh, and the voice you're like, hearing is Richard oh, Kiley. Spare no expense. Yeah. Uh, that, that it's a tragedy that, you know, these things just get lost. But look, when film production shuts down, like, they're not, they're not thinking that. They're like, we're done. We're moving on. Let's... Where can we save some money? Either sell these off or retrofit them, reuse them somewhere else. That that happens a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh. Uh. And like a lot of them are props from other. Like you see, like, oh, that's a prop from that movie. It's like, yeah, but it was a prop in like five other movies, and it's a prop in five and, more movies. And it's I'm- a prop. It's something I'm going to talk about a little later. It looks beautiful on set. That thing up close probably looked like a fucking Frankenstein. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you could get away with like small blunders and paint and shit like that when yep. you're filming it, uh, but up at close in person, it, they probably look like horror shows. Yeah, like if it, if they just stuck like a decal, like a, a sticker on the car, like a Jurassic Park sticker, it looks fine on camera. Right. And we're gonna wreck it anyway. Um, but uh, there are two that are known to still be in existence, and that's four and five. Uh, five is, uh, actually, I think I saw five at Universal and it's on display. Uh, I don't know if it's still there. I would, I would hope so. Um, and the, the intact model and then four is on display at, uh, Universal Hollywood as part of like a Jurassic Park scenic, uh, when that's the destroyed one and it's laid out and it's, uh, ravaged. Uh, ravage state. Um, I had I had the the Kenner vehicle. Course, yeah, you they know, couldn't. They didn't either. call it the Explorer, right? They had to call it something else. Uh, you know, what? I didn't even think about that, but most likely not because at that the licensing would probably only go so far. Like I don't think they never actually even called them by name. Uh, it was the Jungle Explorer. Yep. Oh. But uh, Jungle Explorer, but not like the Ford Explorer. Nope, it was just the Jungle Explorer. Explorer. Uh, and and I, I believe... The Jeep was the Bush Devil Tracker. Ah. Which I'm going to talk about in the next, my, my uh, second pick. Uh, but. Yeah, and also like the all the, the, the Ford emblem at that point, like in the film and stuff, had been removed as well. But yeah, iconic vehicle, definitely... Uh, Top five, maybe even more iconic uh, than a DeLorean. Maybe you never know. I'm not saying one is better than the other. Mm, that's true. 
All right, time for my. Are you ready? Are you all done? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Time okay. for my first pick. On a distant island, nature holds an incredible secret. And now it's only a matter of time before this lost world is found. Some have come to observe its wonders. Others to hunt it down. A Steven Spielberg film. Don't move! The Lost World. Rated PG-13. Uh, I am talking about the differences between the wonderful and gripping techno thriller by Michael Crichton called The Lost World and the piece of shit phoned in movie by Steven Spielberg where he did a bunch of bullshit to get to a a Tyrannosaurus Rex going through a drive-in movie theater, which is how he pitched the movie. I want to see a Tyrannosaurus in the mainland U.S. Let's get to it. (laughs) But that's not... (laughs) In the book. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, now, the book, Squeezer, is... Uh, so, this game, the book came after the movie. Uh, Michael Crichton, the, the movie was huge. He got fan letters and studio pressure and, and Spielberg pressure to write a sequel. And he did and published it in 1995. Uh, set four years after Jurassic Park, Ian Malcolm, uh, who... At the end of the first book was said to be dead. It's revealed he survived the events, um, and teams up with this little pissy rich paleontologist Richard Levine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Levine, because he thinks there's this lost world, a site where dinosaurs are at, and um, Ian Malcolm won't tell him that what he was part of. But he's like, you know, I think he's thinking like, if this guy fucking finds something, I need to know, you know, so I got to keep an eye on him. So um, they, I guess what he does is he buys a whole bunch of computers from InGen's like bankrupt and they sell off a whole bunch of their old computers and stuff. He buys them and he starts like, like going through the, the, they don't really format them well enough and he goes through and he finds all the information and finds out where this uh, uh, site B is and which is, is essentially a production facility squeezer where they uh, hatched and grew the dinosaurs for the Jurassic Park uh, on Isle Nublar. And this was Isle Sorna. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's afraid that uh, the Costa Rican government, because there's, there's like bites that are happening. Like, you know that um, that scene in, uh, I think it's, uh, oh, no, no, no. The scene in uh, Lost World movies from the first book where the dinosaur bites the girl. Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot that was in little, a lot of little things that are taken that you see in the Lost World that were taken actually from the first book. <clears throat> yes. So Richard Levine and Malcolm, there's these two kids that Levine has. He he gets he has like a Lamborghini. He gets in a, a ticket or going like really fast through a school zone, and his um, sentence is teaching this class with uh, these two students, Kelly Curtis. And R.B. R.B. Benton, and they the R.B. is a young black kid, and Kelly's a tall, uh, a white girl. And, and for the movie, they just combined them, and they made Malcolm Malcolm's daughter. <laughs> um, and they're helping Jack Doc Thorne, an engineer, and uh, Eddie Carr, his assistant, 
make these vehicles for Levine. He's got a big trust fund for Levine's eventually uh, descent to the island. But Levine goes early and sends a distress message to Malcolm that he's stuck there. Uh, So, of course, uh, Malcolm goes to save him and Arby and Kelly stow away. And he approaches Dr. Harding, who in the movie is played by, what's her name? The redheaded woman from. Oh, uh, the Children of Men. Uh... Uh, God, I can't think. Jack's old girlfriend in 30 Rock. Yeah, the 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 uh, Boston woman. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I think of her? Oh, I'm looking it up now. Julian Moore. Julian Moore. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she decides not to come. I'm giving like the whole plot of the book here. I'm really squeezer. Uh, MacGyvering this. MacGyvering it. But anyway, I'll, uh, so anyway, they go and they find him and, and nothing. Uh, uh, only Lewis Dotson, who's in the first book and in the first movie, and his partners from Biasin, they're the only ones who come to the island to try and steal animals. No one else. Yeah, they're they're on their own there, um, and there's uh, I don't know. I think the the book focuses more on science and the reasoning behind what they're doing and the creation and if is it rights or wrong, the rights are wrong. Is it right or wrong? And the book is just really good. And there's a lot of uh, monologues by Ian Malcolm, like in the first book talking about theories <clears throat> about extinction and evolution, and that's what they're studying. Uh, and there's you know a lot of details about the equipment that is real fun, and there's a map in the beginning of the book so you can kind of see where everything is. And the second one's just, just the fucking action sequence after action sequence and like set piece after set piece for no reason to drive plot other than to have it there and show fucking more dinosaurs. Yeah. And have all these bad guys. It's almost like... Like we're well, gonna talk about my next pick, the the Dino Trackers and the the bad guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, yeah. And the toy line. It was almost like uh, 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 Spielberg saw the fucking Dino Trackers or uh, Skinner and Doctor Snare, and was like, "No, we don't need uh, we don't need them. We're gonna we don't need your book. We're gonna do our own thing here. Somehow yeah. we'll have something about a kid and his father." <clears throat> But uh, and John Hammond's dead in the second book, and he's alive in the second movie. And it, uh, well, oh yeah, because he well he dies. Yeah, you know, the compies get him. Yeah, the compies get him in the book. Which which is very similar to that scene where the compies where, eat where, uh, uh, Dieter. Is it, it's Dieter, right? Dietrich. And it's it's the guy who uh, who who rigs the Frogger system for George and Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, um, and also. Um, I completely forgot about this because I was looking up something else. Uh, the the whole Trumbo character doesn't exist. Trumbo character? Uh, what's his name? The Hunter. No, he's the only. There's only two other people aside from the main group of characters on in the book Lost World. It's it's yeah. uh, Dodson and his assistant, and that's it. And they die, obviously. Spoilers. Yeah. But uh, but other than that, it's it's R- Levine, Malcolm, Harding. Uh, the two kids, and then uh, Dr. Thorne and Eddie Carson, and that's it. 
No one yeah. else is on the island. No, no. Not that photographer, uh, Vince Vaughn, that character. He's all made mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Well, and, and like the whole Trumbo thing is a lot of what uh, Muldoon was in the book. Right. but Without, Minus the alcoholism. It was done better in the book, in the first book. You're oh, talking yeah. the first book, not the second yes. book. Yes. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is his character, a lot of the traits and stuff that he went on, a lot of the stuff he went on to do, like, tranquilizing the T-Rex and stuff in the movie The Lost World they right. shit that Muldoon did in the book right. Jurassic he wanted Park. To, he, won, he was a big game hunter and wanted to, it wasn't a warden though he was a big game hunter yeah yeah. I don't know I'm just saying there's some, some a lot of inspiration was taken from the first book and not, almost like not almost like they never way, read though. the Lost World yeah uh, and then and then uh, they decided Lost World was kind of a soft reboot of Jurassic Park Park is now open. Disaster strikes. Kids are on the island. You got to get off. Uh, and the T-Rex saves the day at the end. But the Lost World, what's the second one called? Oh, Fallen Kingdom? Fallen Kingdom. It's like a soft reboot of not the book Lost World, but the movie Lost World, right? There's a different site where they're producing dinosaurs, and people are going to poach them, and they're trying to save. It's the fucking same thing. Yeah. I didn't I I don't didn't like Fallen Kingdom that much. And I don't know how good of a movie uh Dominion's going to be, but it's gonna, it's going to be dinosaurs and now take it over a planet. So, it's like it's so I'm in I'm, I'm, I I I'm I, I like to read reviews for fun. And some uh, so the best ones are look. What did you expect? I went to I, it's yeah. What did you expect? It's like I went to go Ooh, see it. Ooh, shit! I checked the other day and it had like eighty six. Now it's thirty nine on Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch! Um, it's Jurassic Park, so that's why I went <laughs> to go see it. Don't think too much and just enjoy dinosaurs. Right. If you can just go and enjoy dinosaurs, you're gonna have a good time. Yeah. Uh, the synopsis is the consensus. I'm sorry. Is, Jurassic World Dominion might be a bit of an improvement over its immediate predecessor, but this franchise has lumbered a long way down from its classic start. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's a completely different franchise. Like, this is... Uh, Lila Latif of Little White Lies says, a shameful triumph of corporate greed. (laughs) Well, that's what Jurassic Park was in the book. The park, actually. I don't know. Here's one. Tribune News Service. While Jurassic World Dominion offers up some lightweight summer fun, it's not exactly satisfying. Well, that's all we need. <clears throat> anyway, I suggest if you don't like the movie or like the movie, read the book. The two books are fucking great. They're really yeah. good, and they're great installments in Jurassic Park. Uh, don't bother. Like, watch Jurassic Park, then don't bother seeing the w- Jurassic Park 1 and 2. Read the books, then watch Jurassic World, skip Fallen Kingdom, and then see Dominion and enjoy it for what it is. That's 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 the note I leave you on. Squeezer, here. Wait, did you say skip three? Yeah, fuck yeah. Skip uh, skip yeah, two yeah, and skip three. three yeah. Watch yeah. four, skip five, go see six this weekend. Yeah. All right, here is Squeezer's next pick. This is, this is magnificent. 
Well, yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and, and screaming. <laughs> running, it's that's from The Lost World. It is, yeah. Uh, I, I just, I do love Eddie. That, w- that was hard to watch. Eddie uh, dies in the book, too. He's in the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, Was, was it the same... <clears throat> was no. it the same way? It was a T-Rex, uh, Yes, right? yes. It was exactly the same way, yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm talking about uh, the Topps trading cards. I just had to pick a clip, and I just Googled uh, best Malcolm quotes. And I don't want to pull everything from the first movie, so I grabbed something from the second one. So that's how my brain works. Uh, these Topps trading cards, uh, these were fantastic at the time and even they're still great today they have just that right amount of well it's all nostalgia i guess but they're they're dated in such a way that you know they're not fakes you know they're not like oh these are new jurassic park cards that they're putting out no no because they don't make cards that look like this anymore it has like this a stylized like jungle camouflage neonish color scheme going on if These you know if wax you kind of understand what I'm Yeah. What's that? Wax packs, right? Yes. They still weren't in like the plastic sealed at the top and bottom package. No, no, these were the red wax packs. Uh, if you got the the plain ones, you got the eight movie cards and the sticker. Uh or if you had the extra cash uh, and you went with the exclusive gold packs, uh, the gold series, which were actually black, and they came with the cards and a comic art card. Or they even had like the hologram cards and stuff Ooh. like that. Yeah, I ate these up. Oh, I had, so, I, I, had, I mean, I had so many cards. Like, so did I. I had tons of these too. Just between. And barely any sports cards. Like I had some baseball, a lot of hockey. I collected. I had a lot of baseball card. and a NFL. I had the uh, the tops Jurassic Park comics too. I still have them. Oh, nice. They're good. Um, but yeah, every if, if every Fleer, like every Marvel card, every Alf, every uh. All the Jurassic Park stuff, Dick Tracy, every any movie that came out with like a trading card, because it was like an easy like I had under a dollar thing. Our parents would buy us when we were at like a store in the impulse section. Yes, yeah, oh, and oh, hi, and Izzy. it would shut you up. Or being a parrot. Yeah. Izzy just um, appeared on my shoulder like what? the raptor she is. Ah. Um, and there was all kinds of different. She's adorable. Uh. There's all kinds of different styles that came with it. Like, and you could tell, like, they were just like churning them out too, because the majority of them are just screen grabs, scenes from the movie printed on a card. And then the back is just a brief synopsis of that scene. What the hell else would they do, though? (laughs) That's a good point. Well, no, they did some other cool stuff. Uh, Then there are also, uh, like pictures of the dinosaurs from the movie. Yeah, but these uh, came then, out before like, the crop. movie. So, like, all we wanted was pictures from the movie. Yeah. Well, I know. It was just, it was fun. 
It was. But um, uh, but there there was more. Um, you had then you had your uh, biographical cards where you had each of the characters um, standing awkwardly uh, on a card, and then with a brief bio or quote from them on the back. Uh, but then you also had um, some of the art cards. So they actually had um, Mark McCreary, uh, Mark Crash McCreary, the guy who he worked uh, for Stan Winston and designed, like did the like sketches and the designs of the dinosaurs. So there are some cards that actually have like his artwork on them. Which is pretty cool. Like, so if if you go back and you see, he's these, the guy who uh, did uh, Star Wars, right? Uh, I believe. What's what's his name? He... Uh, Mark McCreary. Yeah, Mark McCreary. Yeah. He did all the Star Wars. Uh... Mark... Not the originals. I don't think so. I... Who was the guy who did Star Wars concept? Uh, you keep talking. Okay. Uh, so all his, uh, a lot of his concept art, uh, and like, uh, like all his pencil. Ralph McQuarrie. That's weird. Ralph McQuarrie, M C Q U A R R I E. Oh wow. Right, did the Star Wars concept art? I was like, I know this, the name's McQuarrie. McQuarrie. M C C E M C C R E E R E. Yeah. See, that's what I knew it was a McQuarrie. So. Ah. Um, so yeah, so you have these these really cool cards where it's just like his uh, his drawings and the detail in them, and uh, the concept art is awesome. And it's just against like blue backdrops, and like it just pops. And like as a kid, like I didn't find them as exciting because, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to see scenes from the movie. But in hindsight, I look at them and. Man, like the detail in the work, like you, you uh, they're they're beautiful cards. I don't get. They're like, absolutely beautiful. If they uh, if they put out um, like wax packs, like legit wax packs of like this new movie, I'd buy them. Mm-hmm. They don't. I don't know. I'll when you're at Target, go to that card aisle and. I do. Try not to get stabbed. Yeah, in the but they're they're not wax they packs though anymore. I know. It's not, it's the, not same, the same squeezer. It's not. It's the not same. the same. I know. Um, if you there is, I, I don't know if I want to even direct people. I should warn people about this. Um, there is a uh, a book out that just came out. Uh, Jurassic Park: The Original Tops Trading Card Series. I was actually looking at this. I, I was thinking about purchasing it for myself. And it's like 20 some bucks on Amazon and it has all of the cards. But when you, you realize it's just, it's a hardbound book, which is nice, but then it's just white pages with a blown up picture of each card on it. Uh, and from what I've read, some of the reviews, some of them are just scans. Some of them are just screen grabs from other cards that were on the internet. Ooh. Um, yeah. Money grab. Yeah. So I am, and it's produced, published by Tops. Um, what I suggest is because oh, it's it was twenty published, bucks. It was published by Tops. Yeah. So they, if you post it online, they own that picture anyway. So. Ah, but you know they could have gone through some of the effort and just 
gotten probably their own source material. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is you can go and do this. For 20 bucks, go on eBay, and you can buy an entire set of Jurassic Park's Jurassic Park Tops trading cards and have the cards yourself. You could probably buy an entire They're... wax box and, and open them and have the gum. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm looking at there's a set of Series 1 trading cards, 88 and end sticker sets and wrapper for 20 bucks. So you can get everything in that book but the actual cards. And you can even make your own book. Then you can go old school, get the card binders. Oh, shit, get the boxes little are cards, expensive. Please, put them in there, put it in a binder, and take it to school and show your friends. The boxes are like 200 bucks. Oh, unopened? Yeah. Oh, there's 75 yeah. for one. Usually these are really cheap. Hmm. Yeah, sealed oh, these card weren't pack wax for packs. They were, these were the plastic. 550. These were the plastic ones. Uh, oh, I see. Oh. Uh, 1992 Jurassic Park unopened box. It in uh 92 these the uh wax packs they were going for 69 cents a piece. That's what I see. All right. Uh, anything more? Uh, no. All right. Let's talk some action figures. Oh, our dinosaurs are gentle vegetarians. <laughs> It's Jurassic Park. A raptor grabs a baby dinosaur. Grant tears off in the bush devil tracker to save it. Use the snare! He's safe! Look out, Triceratops! The young T-Rex wants a piece of the action. Can the dinosaurs be recaptured? Look for the JP mark. It's happening, but only at Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, bush devil tracker, dinosaurs and figures each sold separately. So we're talking about the one of my favorite toy lines as a kid. The, the Kenner Jurassic Park line. This was great. Uh, and there's still, you could find them. They're vastly like overproduced. They made the, these like fucking crazy. So you could find a mint on card. They're not too expensive on eBay still. I have the entire, uh, at least first series. Um, it came with the first series of humans came with Alan Grant, a pterodactyl, which was never in the movie, a catching net. Uh, and like a, a, a aerial net trap, and then there's a card, a trading card with a picture of him with three baby pterodactyls on him. Clearly, they read the book, <laughs> <laughs> not the movie. Then uh, Dennis Nadri, and he's thin, and he's got sunglasses on, and he comes with the trank spray gun and a dino damage arm. His arm gets pulled off, and the baby. At least they put a baby spitter with him. Which would they called the Dilophosaurus? That was their nickname. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, no, oh, also don't forget he also has a uh, gun holster strapped to his chest. Yes, that weird because it's a it's a repaint of another action figure. Yeah, but they just put the JP that J and P combined letter tag on all of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and his his picture, he was in a computer terminal, and there's like four. Raptors behind him. It says sneak attack, which never from the book or the movie. Um, <laughs> then there was Ellie Sattler who came with a baby, uh, a baby. They all came with baby dinosaurs, a baby triceratops. And she came with a firing grappling hook. And then, then there's a picture of uh, her taking pictures of a not sick triceratops. Uh, 
Then there's Robert Muldoon, who looks nothing like his character, and his cart his uh, but he's pr- pretty close enough. He was my favorite. I had him. He comes with a a baby raptor and um, a bazooka, a tranquilizer bazooka. Then Tim comes with a baby brontosaurus and a retracting snare. Now, they didn't make Lex. <laughs> they didn't make Hammond. <laughs> they didn't make, which pissed me off as a kid, Malcolm in series one. Yeah, that made no sense. All right. Then the dinosaurs, um, they're about 15 to 20 uh, for the basic carded dinosaurs. There was a cephalosis, cephalosis, cephalosis. I only know how to say that because the computer terminal in my Jurassic Park compound would tell me. Oh. You're talking the old game we played on iPhone? No, I'm talking about the playset that I had. Oh, (laughs) right, 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 right. Spoiled squeeze here. The the Dilophosaurus that squirted water, which you'd use as a canteen to drink out of. Uh, The Dimitrodon. Dimetrodon. Dimetrodon. And he had jaws that clamped down. The Pterodon and the Velociraptor. And then there were the dino damage, young Tyrannosaurus Rex, who had a piece of skin come out, and you saw ribs and stuff. And the Stegosaurus with the same thing. Uh, The full-size electronic Tyrannosaurus Rex with stomping and roar action. Uh and uh, Triceratops with the dino damage. And these had like a good like rubber feel to them. And the rubber piece always got lost to the dino damage. Mm-hmm. I can attest to that. Yeah. Uh, then there were some vehicles we talked about. There was the Jungle Explorer, the Capture Copter, um, the Bush Devil Tracker, which was the Jeep, and the only the thing that only spoiled kids had, the Electronic Command Compound, which was the Visitor Center. I mean, hey... Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> then Series 2 would come out with uh, Ian Malcolm, finally, in Series 2. And he came with a launching Trank missile dart and a baby dinosaur. And they actually had a, a picture, a still from the movie in this on this one. Uh, there was a new Robert Muldoon, who was just a repaint. And everything else is exactly the same. New... I also had I had both of them for some reason. <laughs> yeah, me too. I had the I had the new Nadri too because it kind of looked a little bit more like him. Same body, but they made his face a little fatter and got rid of the sunglasses. He still has the gun strapped to his chest. Still has the same backpack, uh, but a different dinosaur. Uh, there was another Tim Murphy. Tim got a second one with a, a new dinosaur, but everything else was the same, just a repaint. Uh, two new Alan Grants. Uh, one. He was like he got like, like a training glove on, and some fucking like saber tooth tiger. I I had him. I don't know why. <laughs> He's the most ridiculous figure. Right, and then there was another one was just a repaint, and he basically came with everything the same, but uh, a different uh, like a baby stego instead of a pterodon, and then a repaint of Ellie, who came with everything the same but a different dinosaur. Still no Lex. <laughs> But this series also had the Dino Trackers, Harrison and uh, jo- Harpoon Harrison and Jaws Jackson. And then the Evil Raiders, Dr. Snare and Sergeant T-Rex Turner. Oh, no. He's, I remember T- which ones I had. T-Rex Turner was a Dino Tracker. Sorry. Uh, Skinner 
and Dr. Snare were the evil raiders. Yeah, let me and, look at and the back Dr. Snare had a badass sleeveless duster. It was pretty cool. Good look. Yeah, so I had I had the three tracker. I didn't have any of the bad guys. Oh, I had Dr. Snare. He was fucking um, fun. He looked awesome. Uh, yeah, I had Harrison. I had uh, T. Rex. What was cool about the T. Rex Turner was his. He had a. He came with a bow and arrow, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, but there's no uh, string to that bow. <laughs> no, I thought I thought there was. Uh, oh, maybe launching compound bow. Um, and then uh, Jackson for me, he became my Doctor Harding. Yeah, he looks like that's a good Doctor Harding. Yeah, yeah. I was always kind of bummed because, like, because he had more of a role in the book. Yeah, yeah, he was a big player in the book. Uh, yeah, he was just it was just in one scene, a bit player. Then dinosaurs, of course, they had the same release repaints with capture gear, but they put out a Quetzalcoatlus, which is a big flying motherfucker. Ah, yes. A Lysanops, which is a fanged uh, saber-striking animal. A Pocky, uh, which is a Pachycephalosaurus. Got that one right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Tenostrophus, the cobra constrictor Ter- neck attack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Utah Raptor, which is what the Velociraptor in the movies are based on. Which is a bigger Velociraptor. They put out a Utah Raptor. The Carnotaurus. Uh, the young T-Rex repaint. Uh, the Gallimimus, finally, with Dino Screams. And the electronic Baryonyx. Baryonyx. Baryonyx, I think. Baryonyx. Baryonyx. They, they, they released the Gallimimus? Yeah. Huh. Uh, then the vehicles were the Capture Cruiser. The Strike Cycle and the Jungle Runner, and they were all like Dino Tracker, Evil Raider vehicles. Uh, I know for a fact the Jungle Run. You have the Jungle Runner, just yes, it's Congo under though. the Congo banner, and I believe I have the Capture Cruiser too. <laughs> but yes, that is all the Jurassic Park. I could go into oh, the Lost was the World. The Capture Copter. Sorry, but uh, with the teeth find, on it, like. I'm trying to see the capture copter. Is that the old, like, a, uh, not a repaint, but it looks like a, it's just worked off of the uh, bat copter. It could be, yeah. Now, I didn't have any of the uh, Lost World toys. I was, like, too cool for toys at this point. Yeah. But there were some really cool Lost World fucking toys. I'm fucking pissed at myself for not getting some of these. The Chaos Effect <laughs> ones. There's that that oh, that me... dino that like v- dino damage veterinarian center, the the medical center, battle ravage Allosaurus and rejuvenation lab, the mobile command center. Some cool shit, but didn't have any of them so. Chaos Effect. Chaos Effect had the cool designs. But, uh, yeah, that's all the Kenner Jurassic Park figures. Deep dive. Deep dive, Squeezer. Deep dive. Here's your next nice. pick. Anybody want a soda or something? 
Because uh, I'm, I'm going up to the machine. God maybe damn it. I, I get somebody something. Because I've had all these sweets, and I think I'm going to get something salty. I thought maybe some of <laughs> Oh, uh, I uh, finished debugging the phones. Uh, I, you know, I was going to debug. Uh, so I did. I, I, you know, told me that. So I, I debugged the phones. And uh, I thought maybe uh, I should tell you that the uh, system is going to be uh, compiling for uh, 18 or 20 minutes. So some of the minor systems, they might go on and off for a while. But it's nothing to worry about. It. It's just a simple thing. Well, your audio for your pick and my next pick are the same fucking thing. <laughs> I, I I knew that, judging off of your goddamn it. That. <laughs> what are you talking about here? Uh, coloring books. Why would you take this when I picked Jolt Cola based on Newman? I don't know. You picked anything. Mm. And it's a great scene. All right. We can all hear it again. It's Maybe fine. we're gonna hear it again. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna hear it again. Uh, meanwhile, let me tell you about uh, coloring books. There was one in particular that's near and dear to my heart, and is the uh, golden, uh, a big color slash activity book of Jurassic Park, and on the cup like as a kid's fun little coloring book, the front cover is of a Tyrannosaurus ripping the tire off of an upside-down vehicle that has two children trapped, well, at this point, Tim trapped underneath it while his sister is pinned along the side of it with another man uh, oh, yeah. screaming. It's horrifying. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's what would go in my little backpack that I'd take to school. And in between uh, lessons of mathematics and... Uh, whatever reading is, uh, I color and do some activities. Um, some of these, uh, the internet, of course, is fantastic because someone went in and found a bunch of these and scanned them and posted them. So you can just, like, Google image Jurassic Park coloring book and find, like, printouts, and you can just print your own. Um, there's a couple particular scenes. I'm trying to find the right pictures here. Um... There's one, so they have scenes from the movie uh, that that you can color some of them. And my, my favorite though is of Nedry uh, climbing the rocks, trying to get away. And he, if you find the picture of one of these coloring books, and the Dilophosaurus is what do you down search? below, what and he's scurrying up. He's not in his raincoat. Well, he's wearing his Hawaiian shirt that he's wearing. What should I search? Um, you can look up uh, vintage golden. Uh, Jurassic Park coloring book. Uh, it'll get you there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an orange and you know typical orange yellow Jurassic Park color scheme. I see and the book pattern. But how do I get the pages in it? Yeah, uh, you just go to like eBay where they're selling them, and you can find the pictures, or just Google image it. But there's one uh, one of Nedrini's. Um, oh yeah, that's climbing a rock the to fir- get away from the Dilophosaurus, and he looks he looks more like Drew Carey. It does um, look like Drew Carey. In this picture. Why would they put um, that in the book? He's about to die. <laughs> hey, it's kind of more. The whole book is a little morbid. That's the um, only picture they have on here. The the Nadri one and the going through the yeah, gate one. Yeah, going through the gate. Um, and then uh, there's some other ones uh, with Tim and Lex. There's some, some stuff with them interacting with the uh, uh, Brachiosaurus. Uh, like... 
petting it before it like sneezes on her. Mm. Um, and it has like she doesn't look. I mean, it's a coloring book, so I guess it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> the the way it it's kind of tilting its head back and smiling, it it's almost like she clearly just said, "Good boy." He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a good boy. I'm a good brachiosaur." It's pretty cute. And then there's some uh, activities too. Uh, there is the uh, connect the dots, uh, which is always fun. La la and... la 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 la. Connect the dots. La la la. Uh, and the half of the body and the entire head of the uh, brachiosaurus. Lizzie did not like place. my Pee Wee Herman. Oh, she didn't like that. No. She looked up at me like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> uh, and then there's some mazes. And then there's even a uh, guess. The uh, you have you have to match the uh, scientific name of the animal with uh, or the Latin name of it with its meaning. So do you want do you want to play an activity book game real quick? Yeah. All right. So we have trice. We have Tyrannosaurus. King lizard. We have. Well, yeah. Well, they they say tyrant lizard, but. Oh. But yeah, actually, yeah, King is closer. Uh, Triceratops, Brachiosaurus, and Stegosaurus. And your other options are Roofed Lizard, Arm Lizard, Tyrant Lizard, and Three Horned Face. Hmm. So the Stegosaurus is the Three Horned Face. Uh,. Sure. No, the Triceratops, three horned face, Stegosaurus, yeah. roofed lizard. Yes. And uh, Brachiosaurus or Brontosaurus? Which one was it? Uh, Brachiosaurus. Armed lizard. Yes. And of course, uh, it's armed lizard. And then, yes, uh, king lizard or tyrant lizard. However you want to. Yeah, so you were right. All right. So, all right. Maybe not the most challenging, but as a kid, you know, it's fun and you get to color them you know you draw little lines you feel like you accomplished something in school Mm -hmm. Uh, but there were a ton of like these activity books and uh sticker books uh the uh what the hell are those where it's like you you can draw on it with the little plastic pencil and you peel it up and it disappears and you start all over like the little charcoal yeah yeah you know what i mean It, it was all those kind of things where it's like like just like the card packs, like, it, was it was almost like John Hammond's dream in the movie was realized in real life. Yeah, so much that they had real well, merch in the fucking movie when they're going to that ice cream scene. Yes, and in fact, I I had that the one stuffed Triceratops. Mm. I had that in real life, and I mentioned this in the previous show. I went back and re-listened, and like the food crossovers was something I adored beyond just the fact that it was promoting it. It made it, it was almost like real life role play. Right. Because like with all this merch, you got to pretend like, yeah, Jurassic Park is like a real thing. This is, it, it's no different than Disney. Like if Jurassic Park was real, all this stuff would exist. Right. So the fact that it exists anyway, it, it gives you a little bit of uh, real life uh, role play fun. Yeah, that's true. He's right. Uh, what clip are you going to play for us next? <sighs> Oh, uh, I uh, finished debugging the phones. 
Uh, I, you know, I was going to debug, so I did. I, I, you know, told me that, so I, I debugged the phones. And uh, I thought maybe uh, I should tell you that the uh, system is going to be uh, compiling for uh, 18 to 20 minutes. So some of the minor systems, they might go on and off for a while, but it's nothing to worry about. It's just a simple thing. The simple thing. Look at this workstation. What a slob. <laughs> I think that's what someone would say if they came to my desk at home where I work. It's not that far off. Although it's all beer, it's Izzy knocking over my beer cans with her tail. <laughs> right, Izzard? Right, Izzard? Uh, I was talking about Jolt, uh, but I, and the tree in a and two, like that fat fuck. I got some peanuts or snack, salt, something salty because I had too many sweets. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a fucking cycle, Nadri. We all do it though. I can't cast stones in glass houses, Squeezer. Oh. But uh, and Nadri was my favorite character in the movie. I did love him. I, I, I mean, that scene with Dotson. Oh, it's fantastic. Dotson, like, it's Dotson, we, we got Dotson here. As a kid, you don't appreciate it like you do now. I oh god, your breath stinks, Izzy. Just, Sorry, not you. Oh, Izzy. Izzy's just yawning at me. Oh, I'll do a little snuggles. Um, so I still loved it as a kid. He was my favorite character. Him and Muldoon were oh, my sure. favorite characters, and Malcolm. I like Malcolm, the Dream, and Muldoon. I was played as Malcolm when we we play Jurassic Park. Uh, I I was always uh, the Triceratops. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> a, a defining, a career-defining role, as much as uh, Jeff Goldblum's done. Izzy, would we say he's defined his career with Jurassic Park? I think so. Uh, but um, Wayne Knight has a lot of defining roles. Seinfeld, Newman being the number one, I'd say. Dennis Nadri, I'd, I'd give it a close Oh, to. yeah. Um, but uh, Newman had uh, bottles of Jolt Cola over. And as a kid, I was like, oh, he's drinking Jolt. Because we talked about this before. And I know other people have felt the same. When you drank Jolt the first sip, you acted like you were wired uh, like beyond your fucking wildest dreams. Like you you had more energy. And you just would act, you'd bounce off the walls and act fucking crazy. My... Mm -hmm. um, my uncle, we used to have a sleep, a camp out at my cousin's every year when my cousins from Florida would come up and he'd buy a Jolt Cola and we'd have like one seven just run around like we were just given the fucking power of a thousand fucking horses. <laughs> <laughs> it was created in 1985 by a man named CJ Rapp as at the time a highly caffeinated beverage. I don't know if it has any more like than Monster. It was ahead of its time. Uh, there's 72 milligrams of caffeine. That's nothing. <laughs> That's. Wow. Really? That's Pepsi Zero Sugar has more in a 12 ounce can. Yeah, 72 milligrams of caffeine. Um, it was the maximum amount permitted by the U.S. Food and Drug Asso Administration in 1985. Uh yeah, one cup of coffee is ninety five. Yeah, yeah. One and no one just drinks one eight ounce cup of coffee. Right. Yeah. One monster is one fifty. One 
rock stars like 241 range 300 like mm-hmm. this is nothing like this was this was pre the boom of of caffeine amongst us all but i guess that's all dennis nadri had if J- nadri would have had some ultra zero like sugar-free monsters back in the day maybe he would have been a little shelter yeah uh it's smatterall yeah it's from rochester new york um jolt's marketing strategy centered on caffeine content billing it as a drink it means to promote wakefulness all the sugar and twice the caffeine was its slogan for 24 years Twice the caffeine. That's it. Then Coke, I guess. They, they In 1987, they introduced the low-cal version, Jolt 25. But uh, I think my boy, Dennis Adri, had full sugar. In the early 2000s, they had, you know, those battery bottles, those battery cans you get of, of, uh, of, of Rockstar Monster, you know, the big ones that have the screw top. Mm-hmm. They look yeah. like batteries. They were called batteries by Jolt, and they had um, uh, cherry bomb with like a cherry cola, citrus climate. They had, they tried to get into the whole um, Red Bull of it all, but didn't work. No, oh, that was two thousand six. The Jolt battery bottles. Eesh. Um. In two thousand eight, the founder uh, C.J. Rapp sold controlling interests. Of his company to Immigrant Capital. In 2009, the new owners removed CJ Rapp as CEO of the Jolt Company. And later in 2009, new owners filed for bankruptcy. Hmm. CJ Rapp and other shareholders had bankruptcy filings overturned and dismissed them from court. And CJ Rapp and another shareholder sued them for a breach of fiduciary responsibility. I don't know. In 2017, it returned to Dollar General, and I think Sheets had it as well. Uh, but now you can't get it anywhere. But it's like a dead product. Like, I mean, I would drink like a like I drank Coke Energy, Coke Zero Energy. It was good, but they they stopped making that too. It's not what people want. Uh, but it was what Newman wanted. Uh-uh-uh. You didn't say the magic word. Uh-uh-uh. You didn't say the magic word. Please. I hate this hacker shit. All right, Squeezer. Here is your fourth pick. With Jurassic Park, Steven Spielberg recalled from extinction the greatest creatures our planet has ever known. Reborn before our eyes were living, breathing dinosaurs. Now, we'll discover the secrets of their recreation. To resurrect these ancient and powerful creatures, director Spielberg and his team of special effects wizards embarked on a three-year journey of discovery, creating new technologies, transforming old ones, and ushering filmmaking into the 21st century. I'm James Earl Jones. Join me as we make that same journey of discovery and share in the excitement of a motion picture 65 million years in the making. How much money do you have to spend to get Darth Vader to do your goddamn uh, your voiceover? Well, n- not as much as uh, Richard Kiley. Spare no expense. The voice well, you're hearing is Richard Kiley. 
I, I don't know how accurate this is, but according to the internet, James Earl Jones was actually the backup in the film. If they couldn't get Richard Kiley for the voiceover, uh, he get James Earl Jones. They were gonna get James Earl Jones. Well, that's pretty cool. Richard Kiley did all those nature documentaries. He was like a legit though. Yeah, yeah, he's like that's his deal. They should have got uh, fucking Richard Attenborough. Yeah, that would. How, hey, bro. <laughs> Maybe they. That's why they didn't though, because his brother Maybe. was like, John it would Break the wall, break that fourth wall a bit too much. Yeah, not, I did enjoy that dinosaur series that they did. I have not watched it yet. Um, oh, it was good. It's real good. But uh, it's something we want to watch. Apple TV. You have Apple, Did you get Apple TV or did you get the? Uh, it's uh, the just the trial. Trial. I'll let it run out. I got enough shit that I pay for that I don't watch. Um, but yeah, James Earl Jones uh, voiced, hosted one of my fi- most watched, overwatched favorite thing shows at that time. Um, and it was the making of uh, Jurassic Park. And it's a full documentary behind the scenes making of um, that I eventually had on tape. And it it is so well done. It's hard to believe that the guy that directed it went on to uh, direct Like Mike and the Honeymooners reboot. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, uh, it's uh, uh, John Schultz. I bet uh, I know something else. Maybe he's done some other fine documentaries or something that I like. And, uh, uh, like Mike, starring Lil Bow Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Iverson was in it, so it can't be that bad. Can't be that bad. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Um, but what was cool is it. they had all these interviews um, that were compiled after the fact and then compiled during production. Uh, a lot of, like, real behind-the-scenes stuff. Not like... Not like there's like some phony behind the scenes, like where they a lot of times where they get like the actors and they talk about like, the, I don't care about what the actor does. And the whole point is it's just another outlet for them to get their face on screen. Mm-hmm. But this is like you actually interviewed the people that mattered. So you talk to Spielberg, uh, Crichton, uh, and then you 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 have Didn't they interviews. They talked to one a lot of the people from ILM about how they did everything. Yeah. Oh, they break it all down. Like Stan Winston, Phil Tippett, and Dennis sh- Murin. I love when they show them like running to emulate how the the Gallimimuses would have ran. Yeah, they they break down like how like the 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 effort, the time, energy, the technology that went into the the T Rex. And like the render, they talk about the rendering time, where it's like, all right, hit, go, go home. Hope your computer doesn't crash, and you come back, and you have like three seconds of video when you get back the next day. Yeah, that was like similar to Toy Story, I believed. Um, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Toy Story Two accidentally completely got like erased, but one of the women, one of the production assistants had it on her computer at home or something like that i don't know the exact oh story and that's the only reason we got to see it that's terrifying i know um yeah so you you have all these 
Oh, the, the biggest names in, like, what we love, what I love about movies, like the, the practical effects and the, the 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 creatures and the 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 creative aspect of like filmmaking, like, and then like you have like Jack Horner on there too, like talking about like yeah, well, this is what we think the dinosaur would do, and we, you know, and. And you're watching, like, they're talking about it, but you're also seeing them work because they documented everything. They shot so much footage because they knew they were working on something big and special. Right. Um, and, and so th- this feature is great. And it really almost, like, it, it makes you really, not that you wouldn't appreciate it to begin with, but the amount of energy and, like, the heart and effort. And, like, they weren't just... They knew that if they did it wrong, it was going to be a disaster. Like, like it would, like if you if you made the dinosaurs just if they didn't come out just like they did, if they came out any different, mm-hmm. it would have looked silly. It would have been a joke, and you you couldn't go back to that nineteen seventies and beyond, like silly dinosaur looking like claymation look which they even considered um yeah they were gonna they did a whole animatic in claymation they were gonna do it as claymation but yeah but uh, the use of the technology the 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 cgi versus the puppets versus the animatronics like it is the perfect blend uh, yeah and it uh, I, I i i can't get enough of you just watching them work is it's magical and you can actually, I don't know where it's streaming, but I know I watched the whole thing on Daily Motion hmm. just the other day. It's up there. Um, I mean, that's where I had to pull that clip from because YouTube is very temperamental with that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, go check out the uh, uh, making of Jurassic Park. Uh, it's making of Jurassic Park 1995. That's the easy one because it came out in 95. Hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I watched this ad nauseum. Um, all right, are we ready to go on to my next one? Uh, sure. I found a way. No, 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 that's crazy. You're out of your mind. He's absolutely out of his mind. Well, wait a minute. What exactly would this mean? We're talking about a calculated risk, my dear, which is about the only option left to us. We will never find the command that Nedry used. He's covered his tracks far too well. And I think it's obvious now that he's not coming back. So, shutting down the entire system you is... Get Look, see that? It's on. It worked. Wait a minute, what do you mean it worked? Everything's still off. Yeah, yeah, but John, if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the Pirates don't eat the tourists. I can't wait anymore. Something went wrong. I'm gonna go get the power back on. You can't just stroll down the road, you know? Well, don't be too hasty. I'm going with you. Ahead of you is a metal staircase. Go down it. Okay, going down. After 20 or 30 feet, you come to a T-junction. Take a left. Just never follow the main cable chart. I understand how to read a scheme. The red buttons turn on the individual parts. All of that just to talk about the walkie-talkies they're using. 
<laughs> I marked out as a kid when I saw them. Like those are ones my dad has. They are apparently Motorola Saber radios. So I went to the expert, my brother, and I asked him, uh, "Let's see, what can you tell me about the Motorola Saber UHF radio?" He said there is no such thing, but there was a Saber and IFH White in Jurassic IHF White in Jurassic Park. And I was like, "What is IFH White?" He goes, the, the Sabre came in one, two, three, R, Astro, one, two, three, whatever the fuck that means. And <laughs> he goes, IHF is a universal white used by NATO and many hospitals to identify medical equipment. I was like, oh. And he goes, yep, only four exist in the wild. I know of two that people own. A lot of people paint Sabres to look like Jurassic Park radios, though. I go, ah. He says he has four in his collection, never painted them, though. I'm like, I, Dad had radios that looked like that, right? When the movie came out, he goes, he did. Actually, I got my first saber not long after the movie, an old uh, PSP model. That's Pennsylvania State Police. He was ah. in eighth grade, and I, I remember thinking that Dad had those when he saw the movie. He said the biggest giveaway that the movie models are fake is that when you turn them on, the display doesn't turn on like they do in the movie. So I saw this guy who bought a prop. The prop was gutted. And painted like it had like a plastic fake shell to it and painted and it looks like shit. Just like I said, props look like shit in mm-hmm. person and had a nine volt battery on it that kept the LED screen and that light on the top on the whole time, which never happened at a radio because like ice a cop or someone in the army or anyone, you don't want a light on the entire time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it lights up when you turn it on and then it dims. It dims. So you're not easily tracked just like by a dinosaur but they have probably yeah. better methods um they sell cheap because you need to paint them the mt500 which is a much older pretty much useless goes as twice as much because of ghostbusters ah oh, ghostbusters that's the one they have in ghostbusters oh is that what the uh, ray calls Venkman on right right the one they use there see i don't know any of this so i looked up online on jurassicpedia and it said the motorola saber UHF radio developed in 1989 by the U S military. It is debated to have the best selectivity that has ever been seen in a portable. It, it is the most noted for its slim design. There were three styles. Meanwhile, this thing's like the size of a fucking brick radio <laughs> with no display, three keypad with display and full keypad with display. The range of this radio frequency varies from 400 megahertz to nearly 500, depending on the channel setting In Jurassic park. The main radio body was altered from its standard black to light gray color. Dr. Ellie Sattler took one of these radios and gave another to John Hammond and switched it to channel two. Ellie attached a headset to her radio so she could be hands-free while not navigating the maintenance shed and re- the maintenance shed and restarting the generator. Um, and then I found a guy who bought it and he like showed it and it's like inside it's just gutted and has a nine volt battery connected to a power source to light the LEDs and the screen and the, the red diode at the top. So, yeah, I, I just remember that was one thing I marked out on when I was in the theater. I'm like, my dad has those radios. They're real. <laughs> and growing up in a house where radios were like the most important, walkie-talkies were like the most important thing in the planet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. That's all I have on radios. I don't have a, I didn't have a lot. I mean, we we rambled a lot in the beginning of this episode, and it's a good thing because some of these I didn't have a lot on, and we're getting near the end. We're on your last pick. Aw. 
Here it is. And I talked about this before, but it's so near and dear to my heart. I had to, and this clip has nothing to do with it. What species is this? Uh, it's a velociraptor. You bred raptors. All right, maybe it has a little bit to do with it. Um, but I'm talking about the 1994 Kenner Jurassic Park raptor hatchling with its breakaway egg. Um, Did they so release I didn't... one of these for Jurassic uh, Lost World too? Uh, yes, they. Uh, it, I, it, the packaging was different. In the original, it came in a box. For Lost World, it came in like a, a tube. Yeah, uh, uh, and it en was a little darker. Enchantress has the Lost World one in her office, mint and tube. Oh, nice! Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it come it comes in the tube. The, the, it's almost inverted, where uh, the raptor is, has is a little darker and the egg is lighter versus the original. The egg was a little more on the tan side, and the raptor was lighter. Uh, and this was so like you know, I was I was I didn't have a baby doll. You know, growing up, I, I had my little stuff spare. But still, I, I didn't have, like, you know, toy dolls that I, I walked around with. But I did have a toy hatchling raptor and an egg that I would care for. Hmm. And, it, and it was, like, my little baby. And I took great care. And and I it was great. I would I would hunt it. You know, we'd, we'd play little games, like he would hide and he'd break out of his egg, and I'd get my Nerf guns and hunt hunt the raptor down, Aww. you know? And it, it, it was like bait, and meanwhile, it's like mommy would eat me, you know? It was very lonely uh, at home sometimes, playing the games that I played. So it was nice to have a nice raptor hatchling friend uh, to play with me. Well, my sister didn't want to play Jurassic Park with me. Um, I guess she was too cool for the room but uh yes i had uh yeah the raptor hatchling with breakaway egg and it came with realistic dino skin and um, if, if <clears throat> dinosaurs felt like uh vinyl then uh it, it yes it is accurate that is very realistic dino skin. oh yeah okay they had a triceratops uh, too uh yeah, I never I didn't I didn't know of the Triceratops even at the time. It wasn't until the first or second or third time that I brought this up. I, I saw that, but yeah, I always had I got the raptor. I got it for I want to say it, it was like a Easter kind of gift. Present. Very much an uh Easter basket gift kind of thing, like that one big item. I'll, yeah, I'll buy that. It's a cool little, cool, definitely a cool little collectible to have in the Jurassic Park. Uh, Are thing. we uh, ready to move on to my last pick? Put the show to bed. Uh, sure. Yeah, let's tranquilize it. Like there a T Rex.
This is a piece of uh, music called Stealing the Embryos. This is when Newman was stealing the embryos. Because I wanted to point out that not just the main na 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 is, is great, which is fantastic and iconic, but uh, the score by the genius John Williams is fucking wonderful. Squeezer. Oh, yeah. Um, the main theme from Jurassic Park not being the best and elegant, slow, and majestic. and Apparently, he wanted to convey the same sense of awe he did when he did uh, Close Encounters from the third, uh, the third Kind with Spielberg. Squeezer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's filled with what, quote, sweeping violins and beautiful, unconventional orchestrations. So, uh, there's that. And apparently, it's uh, Spielberg was working on Schindler's List because George Lucas took over overseeing entire post-production on this movie. Spielberg directed and then left to go do Schindler's List. So uh, Lucas oversaw all aspects of post-production. So he was not there uh, when Williams composed this. He said he regretted it because it's his true masterpiece. Uh, in the in the video you talked about, the making of Jurassic Park, uh, Spielberg says he get little audio cassettes from Williams Studio and he put them on while he drove to the set. And he said in the documentary that he held various uh, online conferences with John to discuss the soundtracks, which I guess phone conferences. Uh, John Williams had a back injury and he couldn't conduct most of the score he wrote. Um, well, hold on where I saw Artie Kane direct, uh, conducted most of it. Oh yeah. 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 You know, Artie Kane. No, no, I don't either, but, um, he, he conducted most of it. I don't know what a conductor does either. Do you, uh, they're the one that stand there and do the thing with the stick. <laughs> Right, but what are they doing? I don't know. You would think if you can read music, you can all just play along. I guess they keep time. They're like a metro. They're like a metronome, but like you know. Okay, I that, guess that they're bows useful. and takes all the credit. Yeah. Um, there was a really I mean, if cool you're a professional like musician. You should be able to play along with each other, right? You would think. Yeah, there's a really cool vinyl picture disc that was released in 1993 of the score. I, it probably goes for tons of money. I didn't even know it existed until I did this researching. And I found this article on Phaser, P-H-A-S-R dot PhaserMedia.com. And it was from this uh, two years ago, June 28th of 2020. And it was by Faye Bassier exploring the pulse-pounding score of Jurassic Park. And he said, one could say the film composer is as important as director or writer. I could, even though the Oscars don't. And one of the most influential composers of all times is John Williams. Duh. Uh, but I think everyone says his masterwork is Jurassic Park, and I'd agree with that, right? Uh, yeah. Even a lot of people yeah, would I say think. Star Wars. Some people would say Indiana Jones. I'd say it's Jurassic Park. I, I, like, as far as like a catchy like, yeah, Star Wars is huge. Indiana Jones, but Jurassic Park. You know, it stands with them as well as an overall score, like the entire thing piece. Yeah, Jurassic Park's better. Yeah. 
So he, he claims perhaps one of the big reasons that Jurassic Park score adds so much to the film and its ability to tell a story is how it was composed. The soundtrack's composition process was done at Skywalker Sound, the same location where various noises and roars were being constructed for the dinosaurs. And these two processes were done concurrently, with John Williams saying that he got inspiration for the score from the sounds made for the dinosaurs. That's pretty cool. Hmm. One example of this would say that the soundtrack adds to is a sense of wonder experienced by the characters. The iconic scene of the main cast seeing the dinosaur for the first time, the Brachiosaurus, is added to immensely by the Welcome to Jurassic Park track. John Williams himself described in an interview with Richard Dyer of the Boston Globe in 1993 in an attempt to capture the awesome beauty and sublimity of dinosaurs and nature full of gentle religioso Catalina lines. That is probably the most awe-inspiring scene in the movie when they see the Brachiosaurus for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, it, it's and it's almost like you're living through them too because it's your first. Time. Yeah, and it was it, seeing it and like you don't you did not see CGI like that ever before, and that no. looked like a fucking real goddamn dinosaur there. And as a kid, yeah. that captured my ima- imagination and blew my mind at the same fucking yeah. time. Well, there there was a line that James Earl Jones had in that documentary. It's like bringing filmmaking into the 21st century. It, it did. Yeah, and it all it started changed. with. Uh, Terminator 2. Yeah. And that 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 was the beginning of what they did on term well, I guess what they did on Terminator this. 2 made them think, "Oh, maybe we can do this. They made a body melt. Maybe we can make dinosaurs." Yeah. But I mean, and all all due respect to James Cameron and the the team that did that, like and they even admit it was like molten liquid metal that they did. So it, it's almost like if it looks a little CGI, like it, making a shiny metal composite like that is easy. Well, also making, making realistic textured skin that moves like a living creature. Again, but it's dinosaurs and no one has any idea what they look like. So it was a little easy. They still haven't perfected people, really. <laughs> They're getting there, N- but. No. When um, the deep has to eat Timothy, you know, that was all CGI. Did you get to episode three yet? No. Of the boys? Uh, I'm like, I just started three. Oh, well, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about then. No. Yeah, but it was CGI and it looks incredible. It's crazy oh. what they could do now. But it took a while to get there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Michael uh, Giacin- uh, Jaka, I can never say his name, right? Giacchino? Giacchini? It's Giacchino, I think. Giacchino. Uh, he Giacchino. did a great fucking <laughs> job with the Batman score. He yeah. he did the original Lost World score, and he does the score here for um, Fallen... Uh, well, oh, I don't know if he does Fallen Kingdom. I know... I know he did... Uh, he did... I, I'm sorry, Dominion. I know he did Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic World. And he did a great job following it up. And using elements of John Williams' great score. Uh, and also, John Williams, I think, had something to do with the Kenobi score, right? Well, he he had because I, I saw that in the credits. He the the music that they used for him 
in, in Kenobi was his original score that he wrote back in the 70s. So he still gets credited for uh, it. And then okay. they recompose it. Because the score is like, fucking one of the best parts of that show. It's really well done. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. That's our Jurassic Park show, Squeezer. Yay! We, I believe, hit the two-hour mark. Mainly, uh, man, we spent we spent about an hour and forty-five minutes talking about Radcon, and then about fifteen minutes talking about Jurassic Park. Yeah, and we'll talk about more next week after we've. Uh, at, at this point tomorrow, we'd have both have seen it. I decided to go with the smaller screen so I can go a little bit earlier. I didn't want. I didn't feel like starting at eleven o'clock and walking out at one thirty again. I'm getting old, can't do it. Yeah, yeah. We, so uh, I'm going at I'm going at like nine forty. So. Speaking of South Mall Squeezer, um, the Island Noodles food truck will be at the South Mall tomorrow from four to six o'clock. Yeah, I know. I know. I saw that. Yeah, but we're going to Red Robins before the movie, so. Oh, nice. Be- I. I- Last day of school, so I got. I'll be with the little one. Plenty of Unless time. I, I can talk her into wanting to go get some noodles. Plenty of time to wanna eat island noodles every day. Once we uh, hit music fest, squeezer. Oh, I will. And poutine. I had I had my poutine the other day. So. Oh yeah, I saw that. Where were you? You went to Flying V. Yeah, I, I was. I lit- I was walking by. I was actually walking. I was just getting my miles in you know just walking i'm like you know what i'm gonna get a cup of coffee i'm walking to the coffee shop and i i see a couple sitting out there eating an ice and i'm like oh look at them at the, at the restaurant what restaurant oh flying v and i keep going i'm like oh shit I'm like oh no not gonna do it so i keep walking and i get like two blocks and i i literally like do the whole like my foot is straight out and i pivot on one foot and go fuck it and then go right back and Got me some poutine. What'd you get? Uh, I just go with the classic french fries, gravy, cheese, last salt. All right. It's delicious. Delicious. And the portion, like what, what they serve you in the restaurant is much smaller than what you get there. I don't know if it's just a current supply and demand issue or whatever they're doing. Smaller than what it you, was, you get at Music Fest? Yeah, yeah. It, it was the, well, it was cheaper too. It was manageable? It was just because it's not... It, I, w- I was satiated. Well, that's good news. Yeah. Also, I can't eat as much as because cutting back like this, I can't eat like I used to. It's not. I I probably couldn't eat one of the. I mean, I would because I'm a gluttonous monster deep <laughs> down inside. But, like, it would hurt at the end. I'm like, I need to finish the French fries. <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, I would finish it just because, you know. Grandma says, clean your plate. That's true. No, I don't, she was meaning I would lick a cardboard box clean of gravy and cheese, but. We uh, we start off our summer shows next week, Squeezer. Oh, snap. We're talking summer snacks. Snacks we had that, that we specifically Ooh, remember having in the summer. Yeah. Uh, then we, we talk retro sodas. Our, and we're doing another retro star, soda. And then we start our summer show. So we're doing summer of years. So like our first one's 1988. So we're going to only talk about things that happened or came out or, or, or part of the summer of 1988. We got a bunch of those uh, throughout the summer. We're talking blockbusters again, Toy Story memories, 
back to school shopping, retro sneakers, and a lot of summer shows. So we're going to have a fun, nice summer. So stick with us. Uh, and we'll be back next week with the summer snack show, Squeezer. Yeah. But we'll be on uh, Tuesday night. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, two, next Tuesday. I have to direct Tuesday. Iron Pigs and then drive out to fucking Penn State. Ah, oh, you have fun. I know. God damn. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, more Radius Podcast. I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. Bye, everybody. Baby, I didn't do any Dusty Road. I did no impressions. I did a little bit of the lunch lady, but I wanted to get a little bit Dusty Road with my thumb, my, my, my not my only thumb, but my second thumb broke his uh, his titty doing a wrestling match, and then he looked uh, he had a brood that was looked like my birthmark, and I thought it was paying tribute, or at least you're not uh, paying a trick on the dream, baby. Polka dots are the way it is. Mm-hmm.